Welcome to the Uncommon Church Podcast. Today, you'll hear a message from our pastor, Josie Kerrigan. We hope that it helps you to know God, grow strong in your faith, and do all that God has called you to do. Well, today, like I was saying, we're talking about advancing again. We're going to probably talk about advancing till you're sick of hearing about advancing, but it is what God has called us to do as a church, and we have those seven areas that we're believing as a church that God spoke to us to advance, and I was looking them over this week, or actually two weeks ago, and I was writing them down and just journaling about them, and something struck me. There are seven areas, right? But one is not like the other. If you've looked at all seven, six are kind of similar and one is different. I don't know if you know where I'm going with this, but if you have your little notes that you got when you came in, you might have a clue. There are six that are pretty visible and outward things that go on, but there is one that is internal. It is an inside job. We have the seven areas. I want to just read them for you. The one is supernatural lifestyle, evangelism, discipleship, the next generation, finances, missions, and influence. And we get excited when we think about influence. I love the verse from Isaiah. Brad read it last Sunday. It says, from Isaiah 54, verse 2, it says, Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Don't hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your, st- your stakes. I love that. It's exciting to think about God increasing our territory. He's going to give us more. This is great. We're making a difference. We are influencers for the kingdom. Let's push back darkness. woo You can see that on the outside. When it comes to influence, missions, the next generation, evangelism, the supernatural lifestyle, these are outward things. But discipleship is an inside job. Discipleship is an inside job. And we love in our world to look at the outside and what's happening, but there's something that has to take place under the surface in the kingdom of God for us to see the outward. It's like a tree. Discipleship is your roots. It's the foundation that the other six things are stacked upon. And if you don't have discipleship, you can't hold up the other ones. When you go by a tree, you know, you don't look at the roots, actually. They're underneath the dirt. You can't see it. I, we recently bought a tree for our front yard. Actually, somebody gifted it to us, and we got to go pick it out. It was great. And so I'm looking at these different trees, and there are different pots with trees, and I can't see the root system. What I see are the branches and the leaves, and I'm trying to pick a healthy one, right? And a big, oh, I want bigger leaves. I want longer limbs. I want this color leaf. But God, the Word of God says, sees the roots. He looks at what's underneath the surface. He doesn't look on the outside like man looks on the outside. He looks at the heart. We see in 1 Samuel 16, verse 7, the Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. We're obsessed in our culture with looking at the perfect outside, but God says, people judge by outward appearance. The Lord looks at the heart. Discipleship has to do with your heart. We love a perfectly manicured lawn, a clean car, well-pressed clothes, the perfect Instagram account, maybe Botox and plastic surgery. Our world is obsessed with outward appearance. God couldn't care less. He looks at the inside. He sees what's underneath the surface. So if you want to build and advance, we have to take care of the heart stuff. That's the foundation for which we build, and that's your blank there, your discipleship is your foundation. Your discipleship is your foundation. Without that, all the other awesome stuff 
will crumble. I have these boxes over here that I brought out because I wanted to build for you this morning to give a visual. One second. Lots of boxes. Okay, so let's start with seven because we have seven areas that we're advancing in, right? So we have our supernatural lifestyle. We have our missions. We have our influence. Ooh, that one's exciting. We have our finances. Very exciting. Everybody loves this one. We want God to increase our finances, right? I hope I can remember which ones I said. We have the next generation. Is this going to work? I don't know. One, two, three, four, five. I'm only at six. We have the next generation. What am I missing? Evangelism. Evangelism. And then we have our last one. Discipleship. But discipleship should go on the bottom. So let's say that you want to build all this, but this is your discipleship. Let's see how well this goes. Because if discipleship is your foundation, you can only build as high as your foundation will hold. Okay, not gonna work. You are going to need a bigger foundation if you want to build higher. That is just the bottom line, and I am not a builder, but we need to have a firm foundation. The Word of God tells us so. Let's go to Luke together, where Jesus was telling the story, we've all heard it, about a house that needed a firm foundation, and he said this, as for everyone who comes to me and hears my word and puts them into practice, sounds like discipleship to me. I don't know about you, but that sounds like discipleship. I will show you what they are like. They are like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. When a flood came, the torrent struck the house, but it could not shake it because it was well built. Why? Because it was built on a firm foundation. But the one who hears my word and doesn't put them into practice, the person who goes to church and just like, yay, advance, this is awesome, I'm gonna participate in the evangelism, but I don't actually wanna do the hard work of being a disciple, is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck the house, it collapsed, and its destruction was complete. This story tells us the story of two houses, and I think they looked the same on the outside, because he doesn't say the one house was small and the other house was big. He just says that one was built directly on the ground with no foundation, the other one dug down deep, laid a foundation on the rock, and was built. And once the torrent struck is when you could tell the difference. Man looks on the outside, God looks at the heart. He sees our foundation. That's what really matters to him. So about foundations, if you're building a house, I am not a builder, I think I mentioned that. And so when I was going through this lesson, I even like looked up some stuff on how to build a foundation and the various types of foundations and stuff like that. And so one thing I realized is this though, if you're gonna build a house, you can't build it outside of the foundation you poured. Like if you're pouring a concrete slab and you decided to make it 10 foot square and then you change your mind and you wanna build your structure you know, 20 feet square, you can't build outside of the foundation. You have to pour it to the size you wanna build. So it's the same in our life. If we want to advance, if we wanna take territory, if we wanna build bigger in all these other areas, we got a firm foundation all the way out. 
We gotta build our foundation bigger and stronger. Another thing you can't do, <laughs> you can't build on somebody else's foundation. Let's say your neighbor's building a garage, he pours his concrete slab and you're like, that looks nice, I think I'll build a shed on there. They're gonna, no, no. You will get fined and cited for that. You can't build on somebody else's revelation. You can't build on their intimacy with God. You can't build on their worship. You can't build on even my words. They're great. They're there to feed you. But you got to get your hands dirty to dig in the word yourself and find some foundation for your life. That is your rock. Amen. And foundations are hard to build. You know when you start putting up the structure, like everybody gets excited then. You might be driving past and you just see like, it's like nothing. There's like some shovels and people moving dirt around and then it goes on for months and months and months and all of a sudden you drive by and like, woof, they're the sticks and the frames of a house. They framed it out. That seems to go overnight. The foundation though seems to take forever and there's like nothing to show for it really. Actually, I have a video. So I looked up a foundation, I, I went on YouTube, I've never been on like a how to make a foundation on YouTube, but I did. And it was like hours worth of footage of this guy showing how he did the foundation. And so with Brad's wonderful help, thank you, uh, we condensed it to about one minute. So I just want to play this for you because I want to show you that it is cumbersome and labor intensive and frustrating and annoying sometimes when you're building a foundation. You gotta get it right, like the inches matters, the corners matter, the, there's stuff that's, in, inspection will happen, like people are gonna come and look at this and approve you or not approve you for building the structure on top of this. You gotta inspect the soil to see if it's hard enough to pour the concrete on or if it's not gonna work. It's gotta be perfectly square, it's gotta be according to the specs and the pattern. You gotta put the gravel down apparently, I didn't know that, before you pour the concrete. Like there's all this stuff that's gotta happen. I mean, I was watching this, and I'm like, I am so glad I am not a builder. This is so annoying. And then God's like, yeah, you say that, but, you know, it can be annoying to build your discipleship as well. We got to be willing to do that in our spiritual lives and not shortcut it. Because if you build on it when you've shortcut it, it's not going to build right. If you build on a slanty foundation, your whole building is going to be like a leaning tower of Pisa, and eventually it'll come down. You're going to have to walk sideways to get through the doors. You have to have a level and firm foundation in the Word of God. Foundations take a long time, but they are worth building. They're costly. They require diligence. Sounds like discipleship to me. It requires diligence. I think the foundation that we lay on our lives, just like these men that we were seeing, building that foundation. If we want to build taller, we gotta build wider. So it's those minutes you got up early to read the word. It's that time that you fasted even though you didn't feel like it. It's the time you worship when you had to sacrifice, the sacrifice of praise because nothing was going right and you still chose to worship Jesus because he was worthy. It's that time when you took that extra half an hour during your lunch break to pray. It's that time when you were kind to people that you didn't want to be kind to. This is our foundation and it's heart stuff. And if we build it wide like this, it can hold all the rest of it. And you can build something that is much higher when you have the right foundation. When we build 
on discipleship. When we build on the inside first, then all the outside stuff is awesome and fun and our supernatural lifestyle and our missions and our evangelism and all of the things we're doing to reach out, our life has the foundation to hold it without it falling over. So we can build tall and we can advance the kingdom of God because God called us to be builders. He called us to get our hands dirty and build the kingdom of God. It says that Jesus is the master builder. He's the cornerstone as a matter of fact. So we're meant to build, but we got to build right. I, as I was looking at building in the Bible, I was thinking about building the temple. Like how can you not think about building in the Bible if you don't think about building the temple? And I found this verse and I thought it was so meaningful in this context. It's from 1 Kings chapter 5, verse 17, and it says this. At the king's command, this was Solomon, they quarried out great and costly stones in order to lay the foundation of the house that was the temple, the house of God, with dressed stones. They were great and costly stones. They didn't spare any expense. Are we willing to do the work that is needed for discipleship at great expense and our own personal cost because your discipleship is your foundation. And here's the thing, this is your next blank, your discipleship, your foundation is your responsibility. Not only can you not build on your neighbor's foundation, but your neighbor's not gonna come over and build yours. It is your responsibility. You and I get to choose how wide we build it. If we're going to build it this wide or this wide. It's our responsibility. Nobody else can build it for you. Matthew 16, 24 says, Jesus said to his disciple, whoever wants to be my disciples must deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. We have to count the cost. Do we want to take the time and I want to challenge you today to count the cost and say, yes, yes, I do want to take the time. I see the benefit of spending the extra discipline to take my own time in the word, to go to church, to pray, to join a U group, whatever discipleship looks like in your life. I see the benefit of that, and I'm saying yes to the cost. Remember that time Jesus told the story about somebody who wanted to build, but they didn't count the cost? And they had to quit halfway through. It's in, it's in Luke 14. It says, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? I, I recently, during the Christmas break, Jordana was talking about her schedule. She's her first semester in college, and so or she's in Bible school. And she's like, man, there's so much. I'm trying to fit it all in, and can you look at my schedule, Mom? And we made her a schedule, because she's like, I'm not fitting this in, and I'm not fitting that in. You have to count the cost. Okay, so over here, this time you spend with friends, this really is the only time that you can fit in your, your prayer time. You're going to have to say no. You know, you have to rearrange your world a little bit, so you count the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it. And if you don't, you've got to rearrange some things so that you can. If you, if you want to do a project on your house, for example. You might need to save over here and quit these subscriptions for a little while so that you can afford to do what you want to do. Jesus says, count the cost. For if you lay the foundation, back to that verse again, and you're not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule you and saying, this person began building and he wasn't able to finish. So commit to build, pay the price, and lay your foundation because if you want to advance, it's necessary. And you know, when we think of advancing, 
in the kingdom of God. The story that comes to mind most often is when they took the promised land. Joshua came to the edge of the land and God had promised it and they advanced in and Jericho fell and it was awesome. For me, that's automatically what I think about. The thing that struck me though is that the generation of Moses, the prior generation, came to that same exact place, to the same exact promised land, to the same exact walls of Jericho. The outward circumstances had not changed whatsoever, but they didn't go in. Joshua's generation came to the same place, to the same walls, to the same everything, and they went in. I think the only thing that changed was on the inside. It was 40 years later, people couldn't see, but you look at their two responses. Moses' generation said, we can't attack those people, they're too strong for us. That's in numbers. But then in Joshua, same thing. The people came to the same exact place and they said, the Lord will surely give us this whole land into our hands. The people are melting in fear because of us. Same place, same people, same promised land. There was nothing outward that had changed, but inside, they had changed. They had been transformed. You know why? Because they had walked with God in the desert. They had seen those shoes not wear out. They had seen the miracle of the manna day after day after day. They had given to the tabernacle and built the tabernacle. They had seen the cloud and the fire by night. They had seen God fight for them in battles before. They had built history. They had a foundation. Their inward man had changed. They had a completely different belief system and foundation on the inside to stand on. So when they came to the promise, they were like, oh, we are well able to do this. Versus the other generation that had just come out of slavery. They were like, I just don't know. All the things that we think of as discipleship, they did in the desert. They got the commandments, the word of God. They sacrificed at the temple. They, it talks about Moses fasting. I was thinking about all those like core discipleship, discipline things. For 40 years, they wandered around the desert, basically being discipled. They built up their inside to match their outside so that when they came to the promised land again, they could go in. And I wanna say this, if you're new in the faith, like yes, they built history with God, but I don't think you have to take, you know, it's 20 years to build the foundation and then you can start building up. Here's the deal, Jesus is ultimately our foundation. He is the rock that we build our lives on. So you receive this foundation as soon as you get born again, so you can at least put one thing on it without it toppling. We need to build up at the same time we're building out. I'm not saying just get so stuck and do an inward heart work that you can't do anything else. It's not either or, it's both. And Jesus addressed this with the Pharisees when he was correcting them. I love this, he's so good when he corrects Jesus. There's so much wisdom in there. So in Matthew 23, 23, he said this, woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You give a tenth of your spices, mint and dill and cumin, because remember tithing, so they didn't just tithe on the big things, they even tithed on their herb gardens. Like they were so disciplined. They were so, we're gonna do this right, okay? But then he says, you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. They were doing the outward stuff, but not the inward stuff. Their heart didn't have mercy. They weren't faithful in their hearts. You should have, and here's what I wanna to get to, practice the latter without neglecting the former. 
We need to do both. We need to advance the kingdom and we also need to be laying our foundation. So, I wanna talk about what is that foundation, what is discipleship. We said discipleship is your foundation and it's your responsibility to build that foundation and we have a choice how we want to build that foundation. So what exactly is discipleship? And I looked at the word of God and there's so many things that talks about discipleship. It's like Jesus said, if you're this, then you're my disciple. They will know you're my disciples because this and all these different things. And so I looked at all of them and truly, I felt like it boiled down to two different things. So I wanna give it to you just really simple. Discipleship is, and these are your blanks, intimacy and discipline. Intimacy and discipline. Do you know him? Do you love him? Do you center your life around him? Do you have a relationship and an intimacy with God where it's not just outward works? And do you have the discipline to do the outward works, the things that he's called us to do? Not just sit and soak in his presence, but also the get up and go, to get up early, to do what's right. To do what he's called us to do. You know, if you watched any of those videos or got the emails, we just finished a 21 day of fasting and prayer in case you're visiting with us today. And the second week, we talked about some core disciplines. We actually called them foundational practices. And I had no idea I was gonna preach on foundations today, but those foundational practices is what you can find in the life of a disciple. And you have some blank there some blanks on the right of your, of your notes if you're taking notes, and I just wanna go over those because if we're going to lay a foundation, I believe these are the areas that we need to work on. This is how you lay your foundation, and they either have to do with intimacy or discipline or both. Most of them have both. The first one is the Word of God. It's a discipline to read your Bible every day, but it also brings intimacy with the Father. This is how we get to know Him. That's how we find out what he likes and what he doesn't like, what he wants us to do or not do. We learned the story of, of how Jesus came, like the foundations of the world, all the way to the prophetic end ending of the end times. That's in here. Fasting, it's a discipline, but it draws us closer to God. Discipline and intimacy. Prayer. Are you spending time talking to God? It deepens that intimacy, but it takes discipline to do it. Nobody, I mean, maybe except for my dad, because he just always wants to pray, wakes up at 5 a.m. on purpose just to pray for an hour. It's a discipline. It's a discipline. Generosity. Oh, worship. I skipped one. Sorry. Worship. I mean, that's intimacy, right? That's the core of intimacy. That's just adoring God because he's worthy. Generosity. It's a discipline to treat our finances right, but how is he gonna increase? How are we going to expand in the area of finance if we don't have the discipleship discipline of generosity? If we're not being trustworthy with what he's already given us? Serving, it's a discipline. But as Christians, as believers in Jesus, we are called to serve. That's part of our foundation. And the Sabbath, we're called to rest, to go counter culture, and not work seven days a week, but to take one and come to church and dedicate it to God and worship and not have it be all about what we wanna do, but what God wants. That one day, God instituted it that way. I didn't make it up, God did. And it's part of being a disciple. 
And if we have prayer and worship and fasting and the word and generosity and serving, I should have had a bigger table so I could build all of them, serving and Sabbath, we have a firm foundation. And obviously there are other principles as well that we need to look to, but those seven are very core to our faith. And in the next coming months, as we talk about advancing in the other areas and really encourage you guys to start exercising your gifts of the spirit and walking in the supernatural and stepping into personal evangelism. And maybe you take a mission trip, so we expand in missions, or you start serving in the youth ministry to invest in the next generation. I want you to constantly remember that's what, what's holding all that up. How you can give out without going dry is your foundation, your discipleship. Because 100% without a doubt, how far you advance this year, and this is your last blank, depends on how firm your foundation is. The foundation you build, not just for this year actually, for the rest of your life. You can't build higher or wider or taller in your life than the foundation you've laid. I want to read you one last scripture. I would read it out of here, but I can't see these words anymore. I have to put glasses on and then I have to take them off and on. So like, I still have this up there, up here because this is my word. Like, I love my Bible. Can't do without it. But I'm gonna read it from my iPad because I can't see it. <laughs> but it's from 1 Corinthians chapter three, verse nine through 15. I'm gonna read it from the message translation. It puts it, words it a little bit differently, and sometimes that's good, because we get used to, if you've been a Christian a long time, how you hear the word of God, and it kind of is like, yeah, 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 I've heard that. So I want to read it for you in a different translation. It says this, or put it another way, you are God's house. Your life is God's house. Using the gift God made me as a good architect, I designed blueprints. Apollos is putting up the walls. This is Paul talking, because he was building the church. But he said, later, let each carpenter who comes on the job take care to build on the foundation. Remember, there's only one foundation, the only one already laid, Jesus Christ. Take particular care in picking your building materials. It matters. Just like that video we saw where they carefully measured like inches matter, not just feet, when it comes to pouring a foundation and making sure it's level. Take particular care in picking out your building material. Eventually, there's going to be an inspection. You know that video, I didn't play the sound of it, but the guy that was narrating, the builder, he kept saying, well, we have to check on this because they're come, gonna come inspect it. And I have to make sure this over here because the inspector's coming. And I, I gotta make sure this line here because otherwise it won't pass inspection. Will your life, will your foundation, will your discipleship pass inspection? Take careful care with the materials you use. If you use cheap or inferior materials, you will be found out. The inspection will be thorough and rigorous. And I don't think the inspection is God coming with binoculars and going like, oh, I just want to check and see, are you doing everything right? He's not that kind of God. I think the inspection is life. 
just like the parable that we read when Jesus said, when the storm came, it was revealed who had built on a firm foundation of the rock and who had just slapped their house up real quick right on the ground without building a foundation. So the inspection will come and it'll be thorough and rigorous. You won't get by with a thing. I mean, for a little while, you can maybe build like this, just on one on top of the other on a skinny little foundation. But then as soon as troubles come, it's gonna fall. You won't get by with it for very long. If your work passes inspection, fine. But if it doesn't, your part of the building will be torn out to start over. I mean, it's good that we can start over, but wouldn't you rather just keep building and keep building and have a firm foundation in the first place? So I wanna challenge you to build the right way this year. Don't just do outward things for show. Well, I'm serving on all these 20 teams. Yeah, but do you know God? Do you have an intimacy with Jesus? And do you have the discipline to follow it up in your personal life? That's the foundation. Then we serve out of that. Go ahead and hop up on your feet. We have to redeem the time and get busy building. Building the right things. You know, we can't confuse activity with building. Or movement with advancing. Because we can get busy about a lot of things. But when the storm comes, we'll know if it was actually built on a firm foundation because that's when what really matters is gonna be revealed. I just wanna ask you to close your eyes for a minute. And I'm just gonna ask the Holy Spirit to show you where you might need to fix a few things in your foundation. If it's in more the area of intimacy or more in the area of discipline so that you don't have a slanty foundation there's some things that you know would be so good for you, but it's just been too much of a pain to get up extra early or take the time to fast or give or whatever it is. Or is there a lack of intimacy with the Father where you can do the works and you feel very disciplined, but you don't feel like you really know Him. So Father, right now in this moment, with every head bowed, Holy Spirit, I ask you to come and reveal what areas in our foundation we need to work on. And God, I pray for each of these builders that are working so diligently to build their life and to build the kingdom in our city and in this church, that you would give them great materials that they can work with that they will build a solid foundation that would stand any inspection, any test of time, anything that circumstances can bring their way. God, I pray that you would make them expert master builders who have poured a firm foundation. If there are any cracks in any of these foundations, God, right now I pray by your Holy Spirit that you would just reveal it and seal it up and that we're gonna make adjustments and changes moving forward to where we can build out, not just up. there's something you need to surrender, a decision that you need to make. I think God is speaking to some hearts right now. I'm feeling the Holy Spirit say that there's some of you that there's something you need to give up and you just don't want to. And he's like, I'm sorry, you can't have it both ways. You got to give that thing up 
It's making your foundation super slanty. It's worked up till now, but if you want to build higher, you have to give it up. Thank you, Jesus. All right, look up at me for a second. Some of you guys, you've never even started building your life on Jesus at all. He is not your foundation. But I want to tell you this. Jesus loves you so much. And he wants to start over today and lay a foundation stone in your life so where he can become your firm foundation so that your whole life will be anchored on him. It'll be like a whole new build. It'll be a rebuild of your whole life. The Bible calls it being born again. Where he wants, he has a structure planned for you. How he wants you to build your life. Before the foundations of the earth, he knew you and he saw that you were going to be born in 20, or be alive in 2022. <laughs> and he saw you and he's like, that one right there, I have a plan for you. I know exactly how you should build your life. And if we surrender to him and talk to the master planner who has a plan for your life, it'll be a much more beautiful build. I can promise you that. So if you want to surrender your heart to Jesus today, if you want to say, yes, I want to start over, I'm going to build on Jesus instead of just my own ideas, then today is your day to surrender to him. The Bible says that everybody that believes in him and confesses him as Lord will be saved and you can be born again today. There's the prayer to pray and I would love to lead you in that prayer. I would love to lead you in that prayer. Some of you, maybe you started building. Look, you started building, but you walked away and you just left it there and you haven't been in church in a minute. You don't really know God anymore, but today is your day to turn back and come back to the blueprints that God gave you and start building again. So whether you're coming back to build again on the blueprints God gave you, or if you're starting over and today is your fresh start with Jesus at the center, I wanna pray for you. If you would just raise your hand, I'm not gonna embarrass you, but we're all gonna pray together and I wanna know who I'm praying for. And if you're watching online, you matter to God. God will give you brand new life right there in your living room. But if there's anybody here in, you, in this room right now, just raise your hand up and we're gonna all pray together. You can raise your hand up at home as well. Don't, I'm seeing hands. Okay, I see a hand right over there. Come on, yes. Is there anybody else? Right over there, I'm seeing another hand. Yes, Jesus, thank you, God. We're gonna build a new start. So let's all pray together. Can we do that? Say, Jesus, today I surrender my life to you. I make you my foundation. I repent of my sin ask you to forgive me and come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior and build afresh in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, 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 amen. I am so excited for you. That's the very best decision that you could ever make because when we build on Jesus, our life won't fall apart. Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Church Podcast. If this message has impacted your life, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. And for more information on our church community, you can click the link in the description or visit uncommonchurch.tv.